Welcome everybody. This is the Yakub Boyan Show. Together we will restore our America. Very exciting episode for you today. We are joined by what's probably my favorite guest in the world. Uh, many of you have heard me say I married way up. And yes, today we have Philippa Boyens, the Philippa Boyens on the show with us. Yes, Philippa is my wife, but in her own right, an award-winning, a nominated and award-winning screenplay writer and author. Uh, Philippa, welcome to the Yaku Boyens show. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Uh, Philippa's going to lead us in on the topic here today. Very interesting one today um, that I think is so prevalent for what we see in particularly manifesting in politics today, but also just in culture. You know, many of you know I'm on a lot of college campuses. I'm speaking on college campuses across the country. So I can firsthand witness that this is absolutely true. So why don't you tell us uh, what is the topic today here, Philippa? Well, you've been talking about restoring our America. And just as I've been thinking and praying about this for so long, it's always been on my heart to transform culture. I think I grew up wanting to change the world, but I was afraid of my own shadow, right? I couldn't I couldn't talk to people. I had so much to grow as a person. And just when you're talking about restoring our America, you can't do that. We can't restore our communities. We can't restore our families until we take personal responsibility. Growth is intentional. I, you know, there's that John Mayer song, "Waiting on the World to Change," and I'm so sick of that, that motto, "Waiting on the World." Um, but we also have to look in the mirror when we want to, the change to happen in the world. We have to first look at ourselves, be the change you want to see, and so. Um, that's yeah, yeah, and if I can interrupt you, it's really interesting because maybe at one point we'll tell our story how we met in you know with polar opposite personalities as only god could attract two people that are more different but it's it's so right because we fill in each other's blanks but when i met philippa authentically what i want you to know for the listener to know you talk and you, you hear philippa talk and say hey i was afraid of my own shadow still to this day very difficult for me to 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 deal with because you're talking about a person who at the time when she was afraid of her own shadow was a junior Olympic track and field champion. And, and not just a track and field champion, but a, a heptathlete, a multi-eventer. You know, a girl that probably in, as a senior in high school could out-squat the football team. And so for me, when I met Philippa, to then hear what comes out of this sweet, gentle, very steady personality that's very fierce on the track, but not competitive. It was a very b bizarre combination. And then to hear from you, uh, as, I, as I recall, Philippa, that, hey, I was afraid of my own shadow. It was, it, it I was smashed in the face with, hey, maybe I don't really know people, <laughs> you know, back then. It was 12 years ago, right? And so fascinating journey. So please continue. Yeah. yeah. And you just got done talking about fear. And I think fear is a very powerful thing. Um, it's definitely prevalent in our nation right now. And I think a lot of people know and experience it to some degree. Maybe not you. Again, we're polar opposites. But I will get into that in a second because... Um, Remember, fear is a spirit. We sp spoke about yeah, it. It's an agreement, right? It is an agreement. So fear is an illusion. Danger is real, as we said in another podcast. But it is absolutely an agreement. It is. And, and I've abandoned <laughs> the notion of ever making an agreement with fear. Yeah. Um, but growing up, this was a really big thing for me because I'm, I'm super sensitive. And there's a quote that says something like, um, be careful. You can, bleed, you can bleed on people who have never cut you, like if you never heal. And I think as a kid, I was just... So say, that, say that again. Say that again. That's a. I, I have actually never heard you say that. Say that yeah, again. Yeah. If you aren't careful, you will bleed on people who've never cut you. I tell people, conversation with Philippa is brain exercise. So you're in for a brain exercise here on this podcast today. Okay. I, I get it. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> so I think we as people we're walking around with so many different wounds. 
um, you grow up, life is life is hard, and you're gonna get wounded. And I think so much many of us are wounded. And you know, a lot of our wounds come from parents, come from where we grow up, and they're wounded too. So we have to take that into consideration when we're talking with people, when we're dealing with people. Is yes, we're all flawed, but we're all we all have wounds too. And so we're acting out of a place of hurt. You say often, hurt people, hurt people. Yep, hurt people, hurt people. Yeah. So a way to stop hurting people is to start healing yourself and yeah. start focusing on you. And, and what you're saying is in order to heal, take accountability. Absolutely. So for me, something I did that wasn't very good is I didn't want to bleed on other people. Like I knew I was cut. I knew I had the wounds. So I just walled myself up um, so much that I couldn't function. The fear was terrifying it was debilitating as a competitive athlete um, I wasn't competitive (laughs) like I wanted um, you know I just wanted a friend and to be competing was really hard for me as a person and I remember the fear just took me to a place of you know there were people around me that I saw were wounded that I couldn't talk to I couldn't reach out to and I missed opportunities to help people um, that really needed it. Uh, There was suicide around me that I, you know, I saw that I could have prevented, I could have spoke up. There were things that I missed in my fear. Um, If we, if I can jump in here, and so, so mm -hmm. this is, this is about accountability, this, this podcast, but look, these things all dovetail together. It's all interlaced. You can't, Life is, I mean, people say separate church and state. It's impossible. God is center. You talk about God and everything. And we can talk about that later, but these things are interlaced. So although this is about accountability, I just want to go back and fear a little bit again, because I was saying fear is debilitating. It absolutely shut you down. And what you're saying here now is because you knew you were cut, you had enough wherewithal to know that you were cut, right? And so you were aware enough to know, hey, I am hurt. And, and and so instead of hurting other people, you shut down, but it still hurt other people. It did. Or, or or people were still hurt around yeah. you, and what you're saying is maybe you were not the cause of their hurt. You didn't hurt them, but a healthier version of you back then could have helped them. Absolutely, absolutely. And so that's been a huge thing on my journey to be able to help people and to be able to. You know, take individual responsibility is I had to I got to the place that was so deep in my fear and not wanting to hurt other people in my hurt that I couldn't function I literally I fell into depression where I couldn't get out of bed in the morning and then this is just for, for some of you Philippa was at UNC she was at Tar Hill uh, at Chapel Hill and, and I think that was particularly I know high school was really tough right Oh, yeah. uh, in this sense, although you're winning national titles. And I also just want to tell true. people, yeah, true, I know. And, and look, phenomenal athlete, just God-given, gifted ability, not a competitor. If you were a competitor, you know, who knows? You know? But but what I want people to hear is this, and I say this all the time, I serve two gods at one point. I serve sport and, and, and God, the, the Father. But sport, I play sport because I wanted a dad. Yeah. Y- you know, and so what I want people to hear is you could be very successful in something and be very, very unhappy. True. True. That's not really a great indicator at what you're called and supposed to be doing, I think. Um, but I fell into the depression and I, I got to a point where I was like, this is not what I want my life to be. I finally got to that place of I've had enough. And depression is something that runs in my family. And that's the thing, too. If you are not intentional to cut off the things in your past, um, the things that you've done, the things that have wounded you, it's going to just keep repeating. That's a cycle we see in families all the time. Um, Like your family, alcoholism, it was a generational thing that kept repeating. Um, Divorce, if you don't break that off and cut that off, it's so much more likely to happen. Um, in yes, your it's like it's, it's Pavlov. You know, you can go down to Pavlov's theory of how he trained rats and mice and dogs. You know, and, and, and ring a bell and stop ringing the bell, 
and the behavior continues. It does. Right. And so, and so it's kind of like monkey see, monkey do, you know, and this is why I'm saying to dads and to young men today, get involved. If you're married, be involved. If you're a father, be involved because divorce breeds divorce. It this does. is why you so often also see doctors, children become doctors, lawyers, children become lawyers. Not always, but I mean a lot because those things do carry over. And when you tie a spiritual component to it, then it's intense. Then it's really generational. So at some point, we need to take ownership. You say you got to a place where you said enough is enough. That's you taking ownership. Absolutely. Which means accountability, which is the one thing today this society wants to run away from. True. We don't want accountability. This is why we're debating whether there's 300 or 700 genders. Because, well, what if there's just two? Deal with it. <laughs> what if what if you know you are a guy and, and yes you, and you may don't feel like it and you don't feel like it you you are a guy you may want to express yourself different but there's still absolute truth and there's still accountability and there's still consequence right we look at you know crazy things happening in society and people are asking change the law so that I don't have accountability and you're saying you got to a place in depression where you said enough is enough and you took accountability what did that do? I took back control of my life. Um, I actually, you know, we have little kids and I've been watching Sleeping Beauty, which I didn't realize how much I loved, but I study stories because I'm a writer and I study heroes and the hero's journey and Snow White is, not Snow White, Sleeping Beauty, Aurora, she is what happens to us when we just don't make any decisions in life. When we refuse the call to adventure, we fall asleep. And that's what I had done. I didn't take, before this depression hit me so hard, I didn't take any responsibility for my life. Like I just and this was high school, was it, this was late high school, high right? School, or, or, well, my whole no, life. No, early childhood. college, no, when you said oh, enough yes. is enough, when enough was this? Enough is enough. Um, this was after college. Just enough is enough. So this was my wake-up call, um, and I took personal ownership. This is early in our marriage. Yep, I took responsibility. First year and a half. And I actually started going to counseling. And I know people kind of shun that. We have such a pride thing um, in America, in our American society. But that was honestly the best thing I ever did for myself was investing in myself to get rid of all the all the cuts, all the things that had hurt me and start dealing with those and start understanding myself and be able to talk and express. Because I was at the point where, yeah, like I told you, I couldn't talk to people. I um, Yeah, no, and what Philip is talking about here, her, her taking ownership and accountability, this is about a year and a half into our marriage. I mean, married 12 years, a year and a half into our marriage. But the interesting thing you're talking about, you studied psychology. Yeah. You were a psych major, and and, now, and you're talking about, hey, counseling is healthy. Now, so but, but let's talk a little bit, if I can, just a little bit, what kind of counseling? Because there's a faith component to the counseling. You got, like Absolutely. so many know, there was a deep faith component to Ilonka, my sister's counseling, and how she was redeemed from child sex trafficking, but this is not just general counseling. Yeah, and I know this is a sensitive topic to many people. Um, I did have a few people around me that were on medication for depression and different um, mental disorders and things like that that actually ended up committing suicide on the medication. And I have a family member that has been on antidepressants, multiple different ones for, for decades. over yeah. 60 years. Yeah. So personally, for me, that was not a solution. I think it can be a, a temporary fix and to help people through trauma and grief, but it was not a solution and I was done, right? So I took ownership and I dealt with my stuff. I wasn't going to run away from it. Um, I've had a lot of really tough conversations with myself, with you, with family, with the people that um, had hurt me and really had to be honest with myself. 
Um, yeah, you, you, I mean, you've had tough, converse, tough conversations with me, but let's, because this is about ownership. Yeah. And I want, I, I want the listener, I, I want you to know, I mean, this is still Yaku talking. I'm going to challenge you. I'm going to challenge you. You got a, a very, very uh, higher level of intellect on, on the, the show today with Philippa here um, and, and a very contemplative person. But I'm going to challenge you still. What Philippa's talking about here is take ownership. It's going to come down to you. Yeah. It's going to be you. Stop waiting for the world to change. Stop waiting for Superman or Batman to swoop in, the right <laughs> boyfriend, the right girlfriend. We married and it didn't fix it. Nope. You know, it, it, you're saved. You were born again believer your whole life. Me, it didn't fix it. Jesus is the answer, but you still need to take action. The Word of God says it's impossible to please God without faith. And then he also says, faith without works is dead. You don't earn your salvation, but you've got to partner with God. Yeah. At some point, you've got to go, I am making change. And so, although you talked to me about it early in our marriage, that didn't produce the fruit. It was when you took ownership yourself and then dove in deep. You're talking about the cuts, right? Let's, let's go. Let's get real. Let's go there. Let's, let's help people who are listening today who have cuts that's been hiding them or medicating them, yeah. right? And and it's going to manifest later in their lives. It's going to manifest in their marriages and in their relationships. And we don't want that. We want people to be yeah. free and healthy. Because these wounds fester. I think we see that in people. Um, the walking wounded around us is some people are bleeding all over us. And some people have wounds that have festered. And it creates this ugly... Um, this ugliness and hate and bitterness. Um, so, yeah, the counselors I found that really helped me and worked with me. Um, been through different books and different things, too. And, yes, I do a lot in psychology, too. But, um, yeah, it was about repentance um, for different agreements I had made with lies, for different sins that I had committed and word curses I had believed and cutting off the generational issues in my family because I did not want to pass this on to my kids because this was not fun to deal with. But what you're saying, what you're saying is you came to a place where you took ownership for things you had done. Absolutely. That hurt you. Yeah. Of course, other people hurt you too. Yeah. You were cut by multiple people. Yeah. But hear me today, if you're listening today, we hurt ourselves. True. We make agreements. We make bad decisions. We do things. And this is America, and we're going to restore America. In order to restore America, we're going to be honest on this show. We're not going to tiptoe around the things. We have to take ownership of our stuff. Yes, when someone else hurt you, that doesn't mean you go find a reason to blame yourself for why they hurt you. If there's abuse, no. No, that person hurt you. And that person, that's a different way of dealing with that stuff. But you're talking about taking ownership of what we are actually accountable for instead of just being in denial and wanting to blame someone else or wait for someone else to make it better. Because here's the reality, folks. They're not coming. (laughs) <laughs> and it's not the government. Yeah. Because the only thing we really have control over in this life is our response. You know, the world goes on, the world events happen, but we have full control over what we do, how we respond to things, what we do. So that's really, that gave me control back over my life. Focusing on response. Yeah. I because I you choice. because you you are in charge of your response. So someone yeah. comes and they cut you, they hurt you. Yeah. You still have control over the response. Absolutely. So that was that was huge for me and you know, I know that we've walked through and and done a lot of growth as well. Was when you get healthy, when you're healthier, your relationships get healthier and you can grow together and you can do more. Um you know, I still don't enjoy speaking, but I am able to do a lot more. And I've been on TV shows and I've been on radio and been able to fight trafficking with you and promote a lot of different things. 
and teach because I was able to deal with my stuff. But I couldn't have done that. I couldn't have helped, um, you know, write the film eight days or do any of it if I didn't work on my stuff. So I wouldn't have been able to help anybody else um, until I did that. Yeah, and I, and I praise God for it because, look, when you read Philippa, her writings, I mean, yeah, it's incredible. But it's also, and it has been now for a good, look, we're talking about way back, it has been for a good eight years now, also been amazing, not to just read Philippa, but also hear Philippa, because you can also, you've, you've also gotten to a place where you're comfortable enough speaking it, right? And that's, and, and that's amazing. Let's talk a little more. I want to hear more from you on 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 the taking ownership piece. What, I want to get into you a little bit. Well, how does someone ownership. get there? Yeah, we, sure. But how does your opinion? How does someone listening get to the place where they go, okay, you know, I'm because let's look both sides of the aisle. There's a heck of a lot of entitlement today. Okay, and and honestly, guys, let me tell you something. You're owed nothing. Nothing. Life owes you nothing. And you're secured of one thing. That's death. And if you accept Christ, then you're secure of the ultimate thing that death has no sting and you will not die and eternal life is there and you can live and show others what heaven looks like here on earth. But nobody owes you a free lunch. This notion of everything is free. I told you before, nothing is free. right? This is the moment if you really... If you're listening to this and you go, I don't hear God's voice. I don't know my purpose. I don't know what I'm supposed to do after college. I hear it every single day. Studying this degree, is it the right degree? If you have these questions, is this the girl to marry? Is this the guy to marry? Take First, take ownership of your life and get healthy. The rest almost falls in place. It's so true. Um, You mentioned relationships. I have a ministry that works really heavily with women and just that college age, especially I went through a season of kissing frogs. um, And I think a lot of women go through that too, trying to find their prince and make some guy, you know, turn into him. And what they really, what we really needed to be doing is to focus on us and women. You need to work on becoming the, the princess you are called to be and supposed to be. And same yeah, thing the with queen. guys, yeah, too. Yeah, become the queen God's created you to be. Absolutely. And, and to do that, again, take ownership. Look, I had to take ownership. And my, my journey of ownership was a little a little intense. I, I, in, I invite anybody to try this exercise. But it was intense. I challenged God 100%, one-on-one. And I said, come on, I need to know who I am, why I'm here, and you got to fix my wife. And this is in the same season where you, Philip, were dealing with, with depression. And I'd never seen depression, ever, ever. And I was just so preoccupied with satisfying a need of having a father figure and excelling in sport and God, and etc. And we're married. Praise, praise God for that. But I had a massive encounter, and I had to take ownership. Mm-hmm. I had to take real ownership of saying, okay, as a 12-year-old boy, I had to take ownership. 12-year-old boy, for those of you, I'm going to tell you a quick story. I'm 12-year-old. My, my relationship with my dad was very broken. My dad left when I was four or five years old. Um, and, and he was still in and out of the house. My siblings are six years younger than me. So that tells you kind of what that dynamic was. And then he was really gone, gone by the time I was six, six and a half. And very broken relationship. I would see him intermittently. And I'm not disparaging my dad because the story ends very well. We, we, we rekindled a great relationship. But... For the better part of 25 years, from 6 until 31, 25 years, it was a tumultuous cluster of him showing up in my life whenever he felt like it's 6 months, 9 months at a time, and alcohol was dead center feature, Mm -hmm. and I had to see stuff as an 8-year... I started driving when I was 8 because they would hide me behind the bar. This is South Africa. In South Africa. And feed me jerky while my dad was entertaining the crowd because he was an engineer and a brilliant musician and very charismatic. And he would get so intoxicated that he couldn't drive. And I saw, I drove us home at eight. And I saw women. And anything a child shouldn't see between the age of eight and 12. And at 12, I'm at this party in, in the bush. And look, Africa is 
Africa. When you're in a bush, it's pitch black. You can't see your hand in front of your face. There's no kids. There's all adults. And this woman pulls me into a room. And four seconds later, her clothes are off. And she's trying to make a move. I climb out the window. Now, my mom is not aware of any of this. Because when I go home on Sundays after the weekend with my dad, I don't say a word. Because I know if I say something, I'll never see him again. But I want a relationship with him. It's so functionally dysfunctional, you know, yeah. dysfunctional because I want to be with him. But when I'm with him, it is atrocious. I'm in that room that night as a 12-year-old. And a thought flashes through my mind, which now I know was God. Back then, I didn't. I didn't give God the credit back then. But I make a decision there and take ownership and say, that will never be me. Mm-hmm. That will never be me. You know me. People that know me, this is real. I'm... 43 years old and I've never tasted alcohol. I don't think that's an accomplishment. It's just a decision I made. I took ownership and said, every single male in my family, on my dad's side, for three generations were alcoholics. And as a 12-year-old in a room, somehow God imprinted in my mind and through me, I made a decision, took ownership and said, that will never be me. I will not be an alcoholic, I will not drink, and I will not divorce. It's not going to happen because divorce was the other thing. Yeah. And so, and then when we met, we went through counseling, and I had to reclaim ownership of those things and rework through those hurts and pains and stuff, you know, to, to be healthy enough to be a guy that will not divorce, to be a guy that can say, I'm not tempted by alcohol, I don't need it. I mean, I'm... I'm, I'm uh, on the wire enough trust me i mean it would be bad for me I, yeah but it is about taking ownership stop waiting for someone to fix you you have a creator that is waiting on you yeah. to take ownership and say i am broken and i did some of this stuff yeah i'm looking at a picture with a wall with some bricks out of it here in, in our studio there's some br- bricks out of the wall yeah, that's what we look like. We are a wall with some missing bricks, and that's okay. That doesn't mean the wall falls, but let's identify it and let's get back in there and strengthen it. And I'm telling you, you strengthen it with self-awareness, with, with a reality check, with accountability, and then you bring God in as the cement. It's true. Um, we were doing a premiere for eight days, um, and... I had a, we had a panel afterwards with police officers, social workers, and this kid comes down to me afterwards and he says, I had no idea I was part of the problem. Sex trafficking, part of the problem. Yeah, um, because he and his friends were heavily involved in porn and they didn't realize how, um, how many victims are forced into porn and groomed by porn and how porn creates a culture of... Um, of abusing women really so he didn't realize and I think that's you know we have to become self-aware and that's something we've been working on heavily is um, bringing awareness because you can't fix something you aren't aware of like I think some of us we don't realize the chains we're walking around in or how many of those things have we been desensitized to as a society and we now accept it as the norm yeah such as Porn, yeah. right? That's not normal. It's not. Or, or, or abuse. Not normal. It's not normal. Any not form okay. of any form of abuse, and mind you, self abuse. Yeah. Self hatred, self loathing. Yeah. You know, self judgment. Hey, listen. If you're listening to the show, you are not your judge. You are not your judge. God is the only judge. You judge no person, and you do not judge yourself. I always say this, the thoughts you go to bed with, the thoughts you have when you lay on your pillow at night, that's the real you. Mm. What you show the world, you can, I mean, you can fool people. You can't fool yourself. You know. Yeah. You're listening today. You know what Philippa is talking about. You know the things in your life that you do have ownership in, but you have not taken ownership. You've not taken accountability. And it's okay. You made bad decisions. It's okay. This is not judgment. This is about moving forward yeah. and getting healthy. 
if you don't learn from the past, you're destined to repeat it, right? So, so many of us, especially in relationships, I see this a lot with women, um, they, they date the same guy, right? Same type of guy. Same type of guy, yeah. same problems. Um, and I've seen guys do this too. Of course, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, so if you don't learn, if you don't heal, you're just going to keep doing the same thing. You're like Sleeping Beauty. You're just asleep. And um, but let, let me ask you about that because I, I talk about this a lot. In our marriage, look, first year and a half of a marriage, um, it's a pressure cooker. It is. No, it's a pressure cooker. And, mm-hmm. and people go, well, I've lived with this person for 10 years. And then they get married and they go, what happened? <laughs> Be- because it's sacred. It's sanctified. When you marry somebody, you heighten the level of commitment, even if you've dated them or lived with them, which we did not. We met and it was quick. But still, there, there is, because it is permanent, and, and there is a spiritual bond that forms. Now, let me ask you this. How much did that pressure environment assist you to get to a place where you had to take ownership? Well, I think God uses relationships, all relationships, to bring to light things He wants us to deal with. And marriage, being the most sacred and the most intimate, really does that um, on a more intense level. I'll tell you why I asked this. Because people shy away from relationships they that do. are difficult. Well, they shy away from relationships, period. And so I want superficial. Yeah, really. and so I want to tell people, if there's a relationship in your life, and I'm not talking about a person that's... Someone abuses you, get out. Yeah. This is not what we're talking about. I'm talking about a personality type that's a friend of yours, and it's a little like oil and water. <laughs> and so you just get rid of all the personality types that's like different from you, and all of a sudden, all your friends around you are like you. And, and that is so shallow because you will never grow. Never. Yeah. Well, you know, so don't date some, don't date you. Don't date you and don't marry you. You, you make well, the statement. I, I make this joke a lot. I don't know that anybody could handle living with either one of us because we're both intense in our own different ways. And I think it takes like you were saying, marriage is difficult. It takes a lot of um, self-sacrifice, and that's growth. That's growth. But but if two people are alike, and if all your friends are alike you, you're missing out yeah. on so much color. People are so fascinating. People are so interesting. They're so layered. I will say this unequivocally. Second to God changing my life, which you had a tremendous the most impact you and then probably second my mom second to god changing my life it's you but it just never stops <laughs> it's just it's, like it's no it's every day i mean i am forced force is not the right word i am challenged to grow every day because of this woman because philippa is relentless at change <laughs> and I don't want to talk about changing the environment or the house. No, Philippa loves stability. Change meaning progress in personal growth. Relentless. You know, your mom told me recently, your mom and sister said that, um, Philippa, you have no idea how much more calm Yaku is. And I'm like, calm? This is, <laughs> this is calm? I had a guy the other day tell me, you're the most intense podcast I ever listened to. And I go, you should talk to my mom. You should have... Known me when I was in my 20s. You know, anyways, I mean, yeah. No, but, but it's balance. That's what we're talking about here. And, and, and in and order for you to allow a difference of opinion, which today people run from. Mm-hmm. Today you differ, you differ with someone from opinion and they go, you don't love me. Because all <laughs> of a sudden love is a feeling. I'm like, shut your mouth. I mean, love is not a feeling. It's a decision. It's sacrificial. It's not love if it's not if it's not unlovable. I mean, that's love, right? Yeah. But but we you have to grow. So when you have relationships in your life that are challenging, right? Look at yourself. Take ownership. 
Take ownership of your contribution. Take ownership of what you're doing, how you respond. You know, take ownership of, take owner. If a relationship is going difficult, if it's a marriage or a a dating relationship, what literally one of the first things God will, man, He will bring this to me so often. The second I just have a little bit of pride and I go, I can't believe what Philip is doing. God will go, look at yourself. Look at yourself first. What are you doing? What's your contribution? If you don't like your community today, or you don't like your college campus, my question to you is, well, what are you doing? Are you potentially a reason why it's not good? And if so, take ownership. Or are you shying away from ownership to fix it? But you're pointing at other people and you're waiting for other people. We have to start holding ourselves accountable and take ownership and grow internally and be challenged by different personality types because it's healthy so good growth is intentional and you're right it's um god brings those relationships to us i'm going to use one of your quotes you say this often we don't have obstacles we have opportunities so when you're faced with a challenging person or a challenging situation um flip it Flip the script. It's you don't have an obstacle. You have an opportunity. You have an opportunity for growth. I've been studying everything on how to become a hero because that's a book I'm working on right now. And um, that's what heroes do. They face obstacles over and over again, and they get back up. Um, they have all the opportunities to quit. Wait to a minute. Hide. Wait a minute. Are you maybe potentially saying that heroes fall? <laughs> all the time. You know, all these people that don't want to do anything in life. Yeah. Because they're afraid of failure. Yeah. I'll flip it on you and say people are afraid of success. It's true. Because they're afraid if they actually do it, they're going to have to continue to do it, right? And that yeah. takes hard work. It does. That trust me, you got two athletes on the line here. You work your tail off. But but yeah, you, you do not have obstacles. You've got opportunity. If that's how you see life, and this is not about blind optimism. Now, this is breeding a culture inside you that's undefeatable. This is about you becoming a human being that cannot be broken by another human being. Praise God, I am there. And this is not a, an egotistical statement, but literally the, I, I, in my fear podcast, I told people I was so fearful at times you know, in my life and God set me free from it. I have no fear. I don't fear man. I don't fear challenge. I don't fear obstacle. I don't fear, you know because it's opportunity mm -hmm. it is opportunity it is why tom brady is tom brady he, he was asked at one point you know would you rather have would you rather have the ball 14 points up with four minutes to go or 14 points down i guarantee you 99 percent of you listening today will go no 14 points up he said no 14 points down why for the same reason why Deontay Wilder is fighting tomorrow night against Luis Ortiz. And they said, hey, Luis Ortiz is dubbed King Kong because the guy's powerful. No one wants to fight him. And they said to Wilder, why would you risk it? Why would you fight the guy? And he said, isn't that what this is about? Huh. Isn't it what it's about? If I'm the heavyweight champion of the world, how would I live with myself? Yeah. His words. If I don't challenge myself with the best. And yeah, I may lose, which means you have to take risk in life. Absolutely. You cannot just play mitigated, but you can't play it safe. Mm -hmm. People don't reach their dreams. They're in the wrong job because they're afraid. Because mm. they don't want risk. Yeah. So they settle. And I'm not saying anything wrong with settling once you're where you're supposed to be, but get where you're supposed to be. And the weight of time has been so heavy on me and um, we're also working on another project where this is a heavy theme but just as you get older you start feeling how fast time goes and you you have this life so there's not a lot of time every you know, freaking second man you've got to make the most of every moment Tap it. every second you can't run you can't stay asleep you've got to wake up um the, the story of Jonah is also really heavy on my heart right now. For you guys, I would really encourage you to 
read through that and study that, um, study those four chapters. Because here's a guy that is given a calling to preach a message to his enemies. And um, His enemies, by the way. His enemies. Yeah. How often does God say, hey, go to your enemy? Yeah. Go to your enemy. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. And, and he runs. He runs. And I've had this prayer my whole life. Lord, I want to fulfill your will no matter what it is. And I would encourage you um, to start praying that because God will start leading you where you're called to be. And it's not always fun experiences, but it gets you there. So when Jonah runs, God sends a, wh- a storm and a whale. So when you run from what you're called to do, what you're supposed to do, you're going to encounter that kind of resistance. You're going to be in the storm. <laughs> you're going to be in a storm. You're going to be in the whale. And the um, storm is actually there to challenge you. Yeah. So you come to your senses and turn Yeah. in the right direction. Yeah, exactly. Or, or let's get real on this show. It looks like Hollywood. Mm. And they end up dead. And committing suicide. And abandoning their children. And losing their marriages. And married seven times. And their lives are a wreck. And they don't know their children. Because they just keep standing in the storm. Mm-hmm. And not ever saying, you know, I'm, I am sick of the storm. Yeah. Take ownership here and point in the right direction here and get out of the storm and go where I'm supposed to be going. Because because I don't care what people believe. We do not control life. No. You can't control life. So the storm will be there. You can't stop it. It will be there. You go in the wrong direction, there's going to be a storm. Am I saying there's no storms when you're in the right direction? They're different. Those are different training mechanisms different kinds of storms different they don't wreck you that's a good point they don't wreck you they make you strong it's like being in the gym yeah right but the storm i'm talking about when you're going the wrong direction they wreck stuff that is so true and you know that's you were talking earlier i forgot to mention strong people yaku and i are both strong in our own different ways you don't have to be loud to be strong um but it takes those kind of in the belly of the whale experiences sometimes for people to turn. Um, for me, I had to, you know, it was my rock bottom. I wasn't the able desert, to get out the of desert it. moment. Yeah. No, even Jesus you had to go have a desert moment. But you got to be tough enough to go to the desert by yourself. Yeah. And and look at yourself in the mirror and take ownership daily. Absolutely. Daily, but it becomes easier. It does. Once you have your big desert moment, your belly of the whale moment, then it becomes easier. It's maintenance. Yeah. And I tell people often, I'm not where I want to be, but I am miles (laughs) from where I've been. And, you know, you mentioned that earlier. We're never going to be perfect this side of heaven, but you can make progress each day and little steps add up. And the more, the healthier you are, the more you're able to help others. Um, and that'll help restore our America. Oh, man, I see so many people. And, and many of you said, Yaku, we need a little longer podcast. Well, you're getting it. <laughs> I, I see so many people wanting truly, really, especially in sex trafficking, right? Mm-hmm. Because it moves people. So many people come to me and say, I want to help. I want to help. And many of those people, the thought that flashes through my, my mind is, that's fantastic, but I want you to get help first. Mm. Yeah. Wow. I know you want to help, but if you're hurt, you're going to hurt. Yeah. You're not, it's kind of like the airplane. And, and, and it's not that I, and it feels a little selfish almost, okay? Life mask on first. It feels like in the airplane, put yeah. your oxygen mask on first before yeah. you help your child. Yeah. Why? Because when you're passed out, you can't help anybody. Yep. And you think, I'll help you, I'll help you, and you pass out. Mm-hmm. No. Get healthy. Yeah. Get oxygen. Be secure. And go help the world. And I'm telling you, so many people want to help. They want to do good. People innately are good. Yeah. Don't buy this nonsense that life is 
you know, going to hell in a handbasket and everybody has lost their minds. There's a, there's a handful of crazies and they get a lot of attention on CNN and, and on some of the radical left media outlets. But that's not a true representation of, of the people, right? I'm just ready for the healthy people to start getting loud. Mm. I'm ready for the healthy people to start taking action and stop hiding because that's a different podcast. That's enough. <laughs> that is me getting really PO'd with people who are actually healthy sitting on the sideline and the people on the field are bleeding, right? And, but what you're saying is get healthy, take ownership, look at your life today, do it today. Look at your closest relationships and then work your way out. Absolutely. Right. Take ownership. Go ask for forgiveness. Well, you don't know what they did, Jaku. I don't give a rat's backside what they did to you. I care about what you do. I care about how you respond because that's where you're either in bondage or free. Because the person that hates you can't put you in bondage. The person that speaks negatively about you, this person that, you know, has a grudge against you. I always say, like, being bitter at someone else thinking you're going to hurt them is like drinking <laughs> arson yourself. You're hurting yourself. Absolutely. You're holding yourself back. You, you no, know, be free. Forgive those that have hurt you. Don't forget. God doesn't say forget. Yeah. God doesn't say make them your best friend. <laughs> Forgive them, truly, so you can be free. So you can take ownership of your contribution of what happened. So you can change. Or even if you didn't do anything, just take ownership of getting healthy. And definitely do not wait on people. And for crying out loud, no boyfriend can make you happy. No girlfriend can make you happy. You go get happy. And then your relationship with your boyfriend or girlfriend will flourish. You can't make another human being happy. Only God can do that. You can just show them the truth, show them the way, lead them, encourage them. But I call it the save the whale syndrome. Do not date if you want to save a whale. Go to the ocean and go join the Marine Corps. The, 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 you know, get in the water and go save the whale. But you can't save people. Right? You can lead people. But they've got to take ownership at some point. I don't care if it's you want to drop 20 pounds or you want to stop smoking or you want to get out of porn or you want to get out of the relationship where the guy's abusing you and, and it's not cool, right? Or you want to fight for the relationship that's falling apart. The buck stops with us, with you. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely not the government. Okay, we need to get this government as small as possible and give people the power back and give people ownership over their lives and get people to actually start holding those representing the people accountable to represent the voice of the people and stop standing on the sidelines, especially in 2020. Do not come cry me a river when something happens and you were not actively engaged and you stood on the sidelines. What else do you have on accountability? And, and we, we may have to do several more on this, just this topic. And then I, I'd love to, a couple things. I mean, do you want to give a couple tips of, of, of what someone could do if they say, okay, great. I want to, I want to, I want to be accountable. I want to self-analyze, be accountable, no self-judgment. And what, what, what can I do? Well, I'm a huge um, proponent for prayer. Obviously, um, I think that's saved us both um, in different seasons and always. But um, yeah, pray, reach out, talk. That's a huge one. You got to. I was these. waiting for you to say that. <laughs> People, God says you bring it into the light, it will set you free. Yeah. You cannot sit on your hurts. Mm -hmm. They will never go away. Listen to me. You can suppress them. We're darn good as people to suppress feelings. It will 
smack you in the teeth one morning when you're 40 years old, 30 years old, 10 years into a marriage, and you'll come unglued and your marriage falls apart or something falls apart and, and it just comes up. You cannot do that. Take all those hurts. I'll say start there. All the cuts. It's so amazing. You call them cuts, right? Yeah. These little, and sometimes they're like paper cuts. Yeah. People can't even see them, but they hurt like hell. They do. Right? So take all those little paper cuts. Start there. Take ownership. Were you responsible? If so. If not, that's great. But take ownership of getting healthy. Yeah. Don't wait. Yeah, you've got you've to gotta, you've gotta become aware of them. You've got to speak them. You've got to forgive yourself. You've got to forgive others. That's a huge first step. Um, you know, we go through lies. There's this is probably uh, where did you make? There's a lot of podcasts here. I know we'll, yeah. we'll get into spiritual agreements and, and yeah. we'll do a podcast. But but I want to say this: people are afraid of speaking about what has happened to them in their hearts because they are afraid of being rejected. Mm. So, s- listen to me. Speak out loud to the wall if you want to. But voice it. Don't think it. God spoke and he formed matter. Mm -hmm. He didn't think it. And if the person you speak to rejects you, so what? They were not a friend to start with. Keep going. Speak to someone else. Tell somebody. You have to hear yourself say it. And then realize that you didn't die. Yeah. That your life didn't end. That you can't tell somebody you were raped. Mm -hmm. And life doesn't end. That you can't tell somebody that you're unhappy or depressed or you you don't like your job. Life's not going to end. You're going to take a breath. You're going to realize God holds the world up. Not your hurt. Absolutely. And you're going to get set free. It's a huge first step and it's a big one. Well, guys, listen, this is the Yaku Boyan Show where together, all of us, and today we're so blessed with the amazing Philippa Boyens, my absolute honor and privilege to be married to this woman. And if you thought that was an interesting conversation, that's my life every day. The woman challenges me. We take more personality tests than you can imagine. So together, we will restore our America. I appreciate you. Keep tuning in. We're going to have Philippa back. Um, on the next podcast and several others because the woman is a deep well of knowledge and she thinks differently than I do and I'd like to challenge you. So thank you for listening. Appreciate you. Spread the word. Get everybody to please subscribe. Let's get the word out. See you next time. You are listening to The Yaku Boyan Show. Together, we will restore our America. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe here and get more information at yakuboyans.com.